الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Ya Ibadullah in continuing with yesterday's theme and in particular the latter part of that title that which is dealing with the the impact of the creed on the human experience we want to focus in on this because bithnilahi ta'ala as mentioned we want to reflect over our own personal situations and the situations of our loved ones as relates to this particular topic and what we mean is that when an individual believes correctly then that belief will have an impact upon their lives will have an impact and an effect upon them and particularly we're looking at the belief in the last day and the relationship with that belief as related to the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have mentioned that many and often in the Quran many times and often in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he links the belief in him with the belief in the hereafter likewise you find it also linked in a number of ahadith inside of the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam linking the belief in the last day with the belief of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is because as mentioned the one who does not believe in the last day then they will not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they will not prepare for it they will not work for it they will not bring forth actions that are conducive with one who knows that they are held responsible and will have to answer for that in which they do, that in which they say, that in which they believe, so on and so forth. Whereas the opposite is also, is, is, is also correct, meaning that when an individual believes in the last day, you will find this is an individual who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thus they will bring forth work, they will bring forth good deeds, they will bring forth those actions that are conducive with this belief because they believe in the last day and i want us to have this on our mind because there's not a single one from amongst us except that we would like to rectify ourselves we would like to rectify our situations we would like to cleanse and purify our heart we would like to meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clean heart so it is incumbent that we reflect and that we all remember that we will have to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we'll have to answer for that which we had done here in this dunya. 
Likewise, what we do in this dunya, it has to be motivated or we should be motivated by this meeting. So we should do those things of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do in preparation for this meeting. We should strive our best to stay away from those things in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited upon us. Why? Because we are preparing for this meeting. We should strive to establish justice and fairness and not oppress anyone. Why? Because we know we'll have to meet in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whoever we oppress, whoever we commit acts of injustice unto, we will have to repay them on the day that there will be no money. And so on and so forth. Naam, and so on and so forth. So the Iman, بيوم الآخر, يؤثر عن الإنسان. The belief in the last day, then it will affect a person. It will have an effect upon a person. Inshallah ta'ala, just as a reminder for ourselves, because as mentioned, it is only the intention to remind, to bring forth a reminder. And also, to let's reflect on some ayat from Allah ta'ala's book. So I encourage everyone to have a copy of the Mus'haf in front of them, be it a physical copy or uh, from the app on the phone, tablet, or what have you, and read through the ayat as we read through the ayat, inshallah ta'ala, and follow along. And bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, be prepared because we would like to ask some questions and make it in an act of bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. Regardless of what we may be going through, regardless on what's happening in our day-to-day life from the affairs of the dunya, all of these things in reality are fleeting and really don't have much of a bearing upon us. In other words, never allow the dunya to distract you from the akhirah. Never allow this dunya to distract you from the akhirah. Never allow this dunya to shorten your vision. So as such, you lose sight of the bigger picture. And that bigger picture is preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while our Lord is pleased with us. Ma'am, this is a, this is a tremendous mission. And this is that which requires much attention. And to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a clean heart, it requires much attention. To meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a pure soul, it requires much attention. As Imam Ibn Qayyim, he mentioned that ilaj al-nafs, yani ashad, ashad, أو أي نعم علاج النفس أشد من علاج البدن أو كما قال أو بهذا المعنى that the treatment of the soul it is more severe than the treatment of the body treating the soul is more severe than when one treats his body for physical ailments so therefore we should understand that this requires much attention we have to bring forth much يعني effort to establish this goal of the purification of our souls, the cleansing of our hearts, 
doing that which Allah loves and that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. And don't become distracted by the likes of this dunya. Because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He tells us, as relates to Yawmul Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala refers to it as al the truth, the true reality. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah, so everyone, bithnillahi ta'ala, turn your attention to surah al-haqah. Naam. Allah jalla wa'ala, he tells us here in this surah, al-haqah. Mal-haqah. The true reality. And what is the true reality? وَمَا أَدَرَاكَ مَا And what will make you understand what the true reality is? The ulama, they mention الْحَاقَةِ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ That الْحَاقَةِ The true reality Then this is from the names of the Day of Judgment. This is from the names of يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ نعم so I want everyone to write that down or jot that down and get that 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 uh, that fact that al-haqa then this is from the names of the day of judgment. Naam. Why? Why is this from the names of the day of judgment? The ulama of tafsir they mention as it comes in the mukhtasir of tafsir ibn Kathir. By the Alama Ahmed Shakir, he mentions because on the day of judgment, then the then the promise and the threat will come to establishment. It will come to fruition. Naam, the promise that Allah Ta'ala promises those who believe, it will come into effect. And the threat to those who disbelieve, it will come into effect and be upon them. This is the day that that true reality will come to effect, will come to bearing. And for this fact, Allah Ta'ala, He magnified Amraha. He magnified. He magnified the affair of the day of judgment. And it's incumbent, يعني, and I want to stress this because the uh, the day of judgment is something that it is tremendous right the day of judgment is something that is is yani outstanding and what will happen during that day it's a day that's beyond serious right but with that being the case all of us now we answer to ourselves as the week goes by how often do we think about yawmul qiyamah how often do we think about the day of judgment naam now if we are honest with ourselves and say, well, maybe this amount of time, that amount of time, so on and so forth, then we will start to see some of the deficiencies within ourselves. And, and these deficiencies that are in ourselves, then they become manifest. Their fruits, their ill and disgusting fruits become manifest in our day-to-day life. And this is why yani, we have the problems that we have and the trouble that we are having. And we see the deficiencies inside of our communities as we see them. Why? Because... For many reasons, for many things, but this is an illustration of what? Of the lack of khushur that we have in our salah. Because if we come back and we come back with any number, if we come back with any number 
of how many times we remember the day of judgment, how many times we think about and contemplate the day of judgment, and we come back with any number that is less than the number of times that we recite Surah Al-Fatiha, then it's a problem. Because in Surah Al-Fatiha, what is the ayah that should remind us of the day of judgment is what? Maliki Yawmiddin. In every raka'ah, of every salat, we say this. So if we go through the week and we can and, 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 and we honestly say to ourselves, well, I think I thought about the day of judgment like five times last week. But did you pray five times last week? No, you prayed way more than that. So where's the khalat now? Where, where are these things that we can start to identify? Where is the deficiency? It's in our khushur. We have some deficiency in our khushur. We have some deficiency in our salah that we are not remembering, we are not contemplating. And perhaps, <clears throat> and we're saying that yani, generously, this is the reason why we're not seeing the desired effects that we should see inside of our life. Now, because when a person is reflective about the occurrences of the day of judgment, then he's going to prepare for them because they're no joke. This is the epitome of what is serious. This is a situation that is the epitome of what is serious. Now, an individual here in the dunya, if they have a case over their head, a court case, they're going through some kind of uh, you know, legal issues and so on and so forth. That individual you find may have anxiety awaiting that day that they got to stand there in court for whatever reason to argue whatever it is they argue from the affairs of the dunya. Now, they think about it. They might lose sleep over it. They, they try to prepare for it by going to their lawyers and, uh, and all this type of stuff, right? Getting the, whatever documents they have to get. They're trying to get everything prepared. Why? Waiting for that day in court. Now, there is never a situation that a day in court should cause us more grief than the day that we're going to stand in front of our Lord. Now, so these are just things that we need to reflect on because as communities, right? We're talking about, when we're talking about bettering the community and so on and so forth, then we have to understand that all of that begins with ourselves as individuals. Rectification of any unit of the society begins with the individual. Then from that individual, it was spread to the family. Then from the family, it was spread to the, to the neighborhood, then the borough, then, 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 then to eventually to the whole world. But it starts with the individual. Now, I mean, this is yani, really what I want to focus in on with everyone is to take responsibility. Don't look at the deficiencies of other people and say, no, that's the problem. Concentrate on yourself and see what are the issues within yourself so that at, at, so that, yani, at least at the end of the day, you have assessed that you are not part of the problem. See, too often it is easy for us to look at others and say, well, we don't have this because of them. Forget all that. Look at yourself. Now, make sure that we're doing everything that we can do. Why? Whatever we see from tawfiq or not, Allah Ta'ala gives success to whom He wishes. Now, but if we strive earnestly, if we strive to fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to the best of our ability, then bi Ta'ala, we will meet our Lord and our Lord is pleased with us. And if our Lord is pleased with us, no matter what came to fruition for us or not here in the dunya, doesn't matter. Who cares? We, we have met Allah and Allah is pleased with us. Now, so I want everyone to concentrate on themselves. I want us all to look to see how can we better ourselves? How can we better 
our deen? How can we better ourselves? How can we better our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How can we best yani, fulfill the rights of those who have rights upon us? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How can we best how can we best uh, interact with those who we are interacting with in a manner that is most pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Bidnilahi ta'ala, let us reflect now so we remember something about the tremendous nature of this day. Let us go to the 13th ayah of the same surah, of surah al-Haqqah. Na'am. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ نَفْخَةٌ وَاحِدَةٌ نعم. Who, who, who will read the translation? Naam. And then when the trumpet is blown with a single blast, a single blowing. Naam. A single blowing. The ulama they mention, as it comes... يقول تعالى مخبرا عن أحوال يوم القيامة that Allah Ta'ala he says informing us about the situation that will happen on the day of judgment وأول ذلك نفخة الفزع and the first of that will be the blowing يعني that would uh, cause a disturbance or يعني the blowing that will cause astonishment uh, and, uh, and the like and there's a better word for it in English but it's, it's skipping me right now so, yeah, let me ride with that. ثُمَّ يَعْتُبُهَا نَفْخَةُ الصَّعِقُ And then after that, there will be the blowing, yani, that will cause this great, tremendous, uh, yani, it will be a great, tremendous noise and a blowing that will cause everything to drop. Everything will, 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 will fall down, drop dead. نعم, في السماوات. وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَنْ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ Except for the one who Allah has decreed. ثُمَّ بَعْدَهَا نَفْخَةُ الْقِيَامَةِ لِلْرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالْبَعْثِ وَالنُّشُورِ And then after that will be the blowing and everyone will be resurrected and will be gathered to be judged by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَهَذِهِ هِيَا النَّفْخَةِ And these are the blowings. These are the blowings that will take place. Just contemplate about that for a second. A blowing that everything in the heavens and in the earth, those who are in the heavens and in the earth, of course who accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and those whom Allah ta'ala has decreed, will fall down dead. Will fall down dead. This is a tremendous day. This is a day not like any other days. So with this being the case, this is a day that no doubt we have to prepare for. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has informed us here in this ayah, with showing us what? That this blowing, it will take place. Yani, نَفْخَةٌ وَاحِدًا With the one blowing that will bring about the likes of that which will take place from the blowing. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says in the next ayah, وَحُمِنَةِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالُ فَتُكَّتَ دَكَّةً وَاحِدًا Who will read the, the translation of that ayah? And when the earth and the mountains shall be removed from their places and crushed with a single crushing. Naam. And the earth and the mountains shall be removed from their places 
and crushed with a single crushing. Allah. This is a day that's not like any other days. This is a day that's not like any other days. The ulama, they mentioned that the earth the, will be changed. The mountains will be crushed. The earth will be crushed. Naam. It will, yani, فَبَدَّلَتْ الْأَرْضِ وَبَدَّلَتْ الْأَرْضِ غَيْرِ الْأَرْضِ it will be crushed in it to, the extent, to the extent that it will be as if another earth is, has been brought in place of this earth. The characteristics of the earth will be changed. The mountains gone away. The, 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 the earth crushed, gone away. As if it, yani, another earth will be there. All of this for a tremendous thing. All of this pointing to a tremendous situation. Just contemplate about that for a second. Contemplate how many mountains. Let's look at the mountains. How many mountains are in the earth? How many mountain ranges are in the earth? How solid and strong are these mountains? So imagine the force. Imagine the force that will be needed to crush every single one of these mountains in one blow. Subhanallah. And this is a day that we are going to meet all of us. This is a day that we're all going to experience. This is a day we all have to live through. Because even after we're dead, it's a day we're going to be resurrected for. We're going to be there. So my point is that when we look at just this portion of it, this no doubt is a day we have to prepare for. A day we have to get ready for. A day that we want to be from those who Allah is pleased with on this day. We don't want to be from those who are in trouble on this day. No way. But we want to be from those who Allah Ta'ala is pleased with on this day. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And on this day, they shall, and then on that day shall the great event take place. Then on that day, now the great event is going to take place. Al-Waqi'ah. Naam, so what is meant by And then on that day The great event will befall What's meant by the great event is what? Hmm? The day of judgment This is the great day The day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He informs us that this day Is not just a day that will affect the earth, the mountains, uh, and the like. But this is a day that will have a bearing on the sky, will have a bearing on the heavens. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, وَانْشَقَّتِ السَّمَاءِ فَهِيَ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَاهِيَةٍ Who will read the translation for that one? Naam, subhanallah. And the heaven will split asunder. And on that day, the heaven shall be frail, weak, and torn up. Naam, we can comprehend, yani, these, these words, right? But as far as the true reality of such, yani, subhanallah. 
right? The true reality of such, subhanAllah. But just when reflecting upon that, and Allah Ta'ala, other places in the Quran, He explains this aspect to us of what's going to happen to the heavens. What's going to happen to the heavens? The heavens, na'am, they will be ripped asunder, tore apart, tore apart. Na'am, Qala ibn ibn Juraj, here qawlihi ta'ala, that this is like Allah Ta'ala's statement. وَفُتِحَتِ السَّمَاءُ فَكَانَتْ أَبَوَابًا And the skies will be opened. يعني, and then gates. قَالَ إِبْنَ عَبَّاسِ What is meant by this opened? A مُنْخَرِقَ That they'll be torn up. They'll be torn up. They'll be shredded. نعم. And then there will be gates. There will be gates. So imagine now the sky becoming weak, torn up, shredded. And then there will be gates or doors. Naam, gates or doors inside of the heavens. And I want you to imagine this from the standpoint of one who will be there. One who will have to answer questions. One who his day has come now. To answer for what he has done, for what he has said. Allah Ta'ala, he goes on and he says, Who will read just the first part of that of that of that verse? And the angels will be on its sides. And then the angels will be on its sides. Imam Al-Kathiri mentions Malik ismu jins That Malik angel يعني, is, is a name which describes And points to a type Meaning The angels Malaika Malaika ala arja'iha That the angels will be upon its sides السَّمَاء They will be upon the sides of The heavens They will be upon the sides of the skies what does this mean? Paul ibn, ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'anhuma he says that it will be upon the edges of it the edges of the sky. وَكَذَلِكَ قَالَ سَعِيدِ بْنُ جُبَيْرِ وَالْأَوْزَاعِ وَالضَّحَاقِ وَأَوْزَاعِ نعم وَأَوْزَاعِ وَالضَّحَاقِ he mentioned أَطْرَافِهَا it will be at his borders it will be at his borders. وَقَالَ حَسَنَ الْبَصْرِ أَبَوَابُهَا It will be at his gates. It will be at his gates or at his doors. نعم. وَقَالَ رَبِيعَ بِنْ أَنَسْ فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَالْمَلَكُ عَلَى أَرْجَائِهَا And the angels will be upon أَرْجَائِهَا Upon its أَرْجَاء He says that this means that عَلَى مَا Meaning Or 
that it will be upon that which had been ripped and torn and weakened and, and shredded apart from the from from the from the sky. And the angels, and I want you to contemplate, envision to the best of your ability, try to contemplate on, on the meaning of this. That the sky will be ripped, shred, torn apart. There will be gates inside of the of the sky at its edges, at its borders. And in these gates, there will be angels there. And then he mentions, يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَى الْأَهْلِ الْأَرُضَ Looking at the people of the earth. Angels, the sky is torn up, shredded apart. Angels at the gates, on the edges and the borders of the sky that has been torn apart and shredded and weakened. Staring and looking at the people of the earth. This imagery should be that which intimidates every single one of us. Because this is serious. We, we know something about the characteristics of the angels. And how strong and powerful they are. Staring and looking. Why? Because those who now are in the earth who have been gathered to be judged. No one is going to escape. No one's getting away. Everyone will have to stand in front of their Lord and be judged for that which they have done. For that which they have done. Now they're going to pay for it. They're either going to be rewarded or they're going to be punished. Allah Azza wa Jal, so that we understand that these angels, they're going to be upon the sides of the sky that has been torn and shred to a part. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَيَحْمِلُ عَرْشَ رَبِّكَ فَوْقَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ ثَمَانِيَةٍ Who will read the, the translation of that part? It begins at eight. And eight angels will that, that day bear the throne of your Lord above them. And eight angels that day will bear the throne of your Lord above them. Subhanallah. Imam Kathiri mentions, وَيَحْتَمِلْ أَنْ يَكُونَ مُرَادْ بِهَذِ الْعَرْشِ he says, and it could be understood that what is intended by the throne here, it means the great throne. The great tremendous throne of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, He said, or it can mean a throne that is placed inside of the earth on that day. So, yani, for, for, for the judgment. Yani, that on that day for the people be judged. He says, and Allah knows best which is correct. Allah knows best. It can be this or it can be that. But in any event, we understand that this arsh is an arsh that is tremendous. And it will be carried by eight angels. What do we know about something about these angels? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَأَذِنَ Malik. 
min hamlatil arush. He says, and I've been granted permission to speak to you about an angel from the angels that carry the throne. An angel from the angels that carry the throne. Anna ma bayna shahmatil udhunay al udhuni ila atiqi masira sabumia am. He says is that that which is from the lobe of his ear to his shoulder blade, the lobe of the ear to the shoulder blade is the distance of 700 year journey. Is the distance of a 700 year journey. That's just from the ear to the shoulder blade. That's not from head to toe. 700 year journey. And the, and the arms will be carried by what? Eight. Eight angels of this magnitude and of this description. So not only do our, after the, 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 the sky has been rent asunder, shredded, torn apart, weak, doors and gates on the outskirts and the borders of the sky with the angels there looking at the people of the earth. Now we got eight angels of this description carrying the throne on that day. This is a day not like any other days. This is a day not like any other days. In a case we didn't understand and we didn't we didn't realize this. Allah Ta'ala he goes on and he says, minkum Who wants to read that one? Mm. And on that day, you will be brought to judgment. Not a secret from you will be hidden. Not a secret from you will be hidden. Allah Ta'ala statement. Hey, tu'raduna ala alim sir. That you shall be brought to the Noah of every secret. You're being judged by the Noah of every secret. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a day la takhfa. There won't be any secret. Nothing hidden. Minkum khafiyah. Nothing that you did in secret. Hidden, hidden, hidden. None and nothing will be hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will all be there. Min umurikum. From your actions, from what you used to do, from your statements, from your actions. Allah Ta'ala is the one alim Allah Ta'ala, the one who knows that which is apparent, He knows that which is hidden, He knows that which is in the heart. This is why. It is incumbent that we strive to rectify our hearts. Anybody who comes to you and who tries to present to you that the people of the sunnah are not concerned with the rectification of their hearts is a person who has been duped and tricked by the shaytan. How could you not? We believe Yomul Qiyamah. 
Yawmul Qiyam, Allah Ta'ala, he, would, he knows about our outward appearance. So, na'am, bila shak bila rayb. An individual wants to make sure that his outward appearance is correct. So when a person, let's, let's, let's take it back and see how this fits into our everyday life from an example. When a person wants to pray the way that the Prophet Sallallahu taught him how to pray, because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi pray the way you see me praying. When a person wants to make sure that the mechanics of his prayer is correct, this is important. Why? Because on the day of judgment, Allah Ta'ala is going to judge us upon that which is on the outside, right? When a person tries to adorn himself with the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, those things that are mandatory from the sunnah and the like, that, 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 those things that could be seen and we worry about that, we have to. Because this is a part of what it means to be correct and to be right and to be guided. That we strive to correct that which is on the outside. Not because people can see it. Who cares what people can see? But because what Allah Ta'ala sees it and Allah Ta'ala is going to judge it as it relates to it. So we strive to make sure that our fiqh is correct. Why? Just to say my fiqh is correct. No, because these things are important. Because we're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We got to make sure we fast it and we fast it right. We gave charity. We gave charity correctly. So on and so forth. These things are extremely important. We may hajj, we may hajj right. We may hajj the way the Prophet taught us. But it's not just restricted to that. But even our secrets. Now, so our secret life, we make sure, is also compliant to that which is pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because He is what? Going to judge us what we did in secret. What we did in secret is not off the table. We're held accountable for it. When a person reflects upon the likes of this now, how would it be possible for a person who believes in the last day that his life is not affected? His life is not affected, right? Because for this person, is he going to lie and steal or, 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 or lie and cheat people? No, because he knows that what? Allah Ta'ala is going to hold him accountable. Even though he may get over on the person he's getting over on, that person don't know, but Allah knows. Right? That person, will he be a person that's treacherous, a person that strives to, to hurt and harm others? No. Because although he may get away with it, he's not going to get away with it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's going to be an individual who's going to make sure that he doesn't hurt people with his hands, nor with his words. He's going to be a person that strives to bring about benefit to others. So when an individual is fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remembering on this day, then this is an individual who what? Who he's going to be a benefit to himself, to his family, to society, so on and so forth. Why? Because he's concerned about his meeting with his Lord. So he wants to do that which is pleasing unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. How many ahadith do we have that come with the meaning of balukum and fa'akum ikhwanikum That the best of you are those who are most beneficial to your brothers. The best of you are those most beneficial to your brothers. None of you truly believe to love for his brother what he loves for himself. Is this something that is reflected? Do we want for our brothers the good we want for ourselves? Or do we find pleasure when our brothers fall upon their faces? Allah. And the hearts. Allah Ta'ala knows what is in the heart. So we want to get our heart right. Correct? We want to get our heart straight. Because we want to be upon that which is good. Allah Azza wa Jal 
after these ayat, he tells us the reward of those who do good, of those who receive their book in their right hand. We want to skip due to a lack of time to the last ayah and close upon of, of the last ayah of that section of that section, right? And we want to reflect on it. Because remember yesterday when we spoke about the stages of, of, of human beings, the stages of existence. We have mentioned that what? That the third stage, which is the stage of the dunya, this is the make it or break it stage. Right? This is the stage now where we where you do the work and that will have a bearing on the stages after that. That will have a bearing on how, how you how your time in the grave is gonna be. That will have a bearing on your akhirah. Now, so it was incumbent that we take full advantage of what? Of that third stage, which is the stage that we're in right now, that we take advantage. Allah Ta'ala, He explains to us that these individuals who do right, who get their book inside of their right hand, who will be inside of bliss and so on and so forth. Allah Ta'ala, yani informs us that it will be said to them, Kulu washrabu, hania, to eat and to drink merrily. Naam. To eat and to drink merrily. Why? Bima asleftum fil ayam al Because of what you used to do in foregone days. What you did in days that went already. Asleftum, right? That which you had done before. Where? When you was in the dunya. When you were alive. That which you did when you was alive. So, it is incumbent. If we want to be of those who are upon good standing upon this day, that we take advantage from right now. So it can be said to us, eat and drink merrily. Eat and drink merrily. Why? Because of what you did before already. Eat and drink merrily because what you did in a, in a foregone days. From what you did from days from before, from days of past. What you did then. Now you want to benefit in the hereafter. And it will be said to you, eat and drink merrily. So... When a person, for example, when he hears the likes of this, is this not accepting encouragement to really prepare? To really prepare for the day of judgment? So that it can be said unto, to, to them, eat and drink merrily. Eat and drink merrily. Enjoy yourselves. Now is the time to enjoy yourself. Now this is the enjoyment that will never end. Eat and drink merrily because of what? Because of what you used to do. So with this being the case, do we have time to not pray? Do we have time to not fast? Do we have time to not be righteous to our parents? Do we have time to not give charity? Do we have time? Do we have no? We have no time for that. This is the time for prayer. This is the time for being righteous. This is the time for being dutiful to the parents. This is the time for fasting. This is the time for giving charity. This is the time for trying to benefit any which way that you can possibly try to benefit. What as the Prophet he said, and fear the fire, even if it's with a piece of a date. Even if it's with a piece of a date, because it could be half of it or a piece of it. Not even it might be a half a date, a piece of a date. Meaning what? That you give in charity. So you strive to do what you can do. And this is where we really want to benefit. Where we said take on our own personal responsibility. Naam. This is where we want to benefit to, to do to, 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 to put some things away for our future, for our real future. Naam, put some things away for our real future. So whatever individual can do, do it. Do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to the likes, for example, 
When it comes to the likes of charity, the person wants to give, wants to spend fees of bililah. Never let shaitan come to you and say, well, you don't have enough to give and spend fees of bililah because you're spending fees of bililah. If you're not a millionaire, you can't you know, take care of everything. You already know you can't take care of everything. So that was never an issue whether you take care of everything. Whatever you give, you give for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. person may look in his pocket and he said, I got $5. Maybe I can't afford to give all my $5. But I can give a dollar. I can give 50 cents. I'm going to give something. Even if a piece of a day, I'm going to give something. Why? For my hereafter. So never let an opportunity go by. I have some change. I give change for the hereafter. I have some nickels. I do that for the hereafter. And as I do more, then I'll do more. But never let the opportunity pass. If you have nothing to give, then ask, what can I physically do? Naam, you brothers are in a ni'mah. You're in a situation where things are being done towards good. So help. If I can't help financially, I can help physically. I can lift this. I can carry that. I can swing a hammer. Whatever the case is. Naam. Always look for excuses to do good. Never accept excuses not to do good. Never accept that. But find an excuse to do good. Find an excuse to do good. Smile in the face of your brother. Smile at your brother. Show them a good face. Give them a pleasant word. Look for something to do good because you don't know what effect that may have upon someone. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're going through something, some, 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 something troubling. That smile may have made their day. You bring joy to your Muslim brother. Allah Ta'ala will reward you for that. You will help your Muslim brother. You ask, how you doing, Akhi? Because you really want to know. If the brother's hungry, hey, I ain't got a lot of money, man, but here, I can give you some money for a slice of pizza. I don't have a lot, but I have a half of my sandwich. It's yours now. I don't have a lot, but I got this bottle of water. Here, you can have it. Do what you can do. Never let Shaytan come to you and say, oh, that's just nothing. That's a little bit. I don't count. That ain't, ain't going to help nothing. It will help something. It'll help you in the akhirah. It'll help you in the akhirah. Now, it may not fill the man's belly, but it, but it, 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 it puts something in his belly and then help you in the akhirah. Always look for a, a, an excuse to do good. Always look for an excuse to do good and to help in that which is good. This is of tremendous importance. There's so much more that can be mentioned as this relates to our everyday life. But just strive to make sure that you are doing that which is correct. Strive to help your families do that which is correct. Strive to raise your children in a manner that is correct. Strive to help them be good Muslims day in and day out. Strive to help those who are going through problems and difficulties in life and things of this nature. Speak a good word to those who you can speak a good word to who may be struggling with whatever. Try to help as best as you possibly can. Strive to be a benefit for yourself and for your family and for your Muslim community. Strive to do these things because these things will help you on the day of judgment. This is just some of the things I wanted to remind myself and you with and to reflect over. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Fa naktafi bihad al-qadr. Wa sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا